You're listening to KHOL. I'm Emily Cohen with a roundup of this week's headlines. Tune in weekdays at the top of the hour to stay up to date on the latest local and regional news. The Southern Loop of Yellowstone National Park will reopen Wednesday morning, allowing visitors to access areas including Old Faithful, Fishing Bridge, and West Thumb for day use. But there's a catch. If the last digit of your license plate is even, you can only come in on even days. And the opposite is true for odd plates, with a few other exceptions. Speaking during a press conference last week, Yellowstone Superintendent Cam Shawley said the idea is not to overwhelm the park with too many people cramming into a smaller area. One thing that we definitely know is that half the park cannot support all of the visitation. People will be able to enter Yellowstone through Cody, West Yellowstone, or Jackson, and the Northern Loop, including Mammoth Hot Springs and Dunraven Pass, is expected to open in the next few weeks. Longer delays are likely for entrances and roads near Gardner and Cook City, Montana. The latest information about who can enter the park and when and where can be found by visiting Yellowstone's website and clicking Plan Your Visit. A Jackson Town Council workshop held Tuesday about possible changes to rules for short-term rentals spilled over into an informal chat with council members event Wednesday. The discussion is about a proposed change that would reduce the number of times homeowners outside of the town's lodging overlay can rent their properties from 12 times a year to four. Morgan Broomer is founding principal, president, and CEO of the Clear Creek Group, which provides luxury Jackson Hole rental homes, property management, and more. He says many locals and town officials assume the worst about companies like his, even though Jackson has always been a tourist town. If there's a perceived problem, let's, number one, identify the problem. And number two, let us be a part of the solution. We need to continue to operate. We want to do what's best for the community. We're not here to destroy the community character, uh, but we want to do what's right. Broomer also says his group averages just three rentals a year in homes located outside of the overlay. The U.S. Food and Drug Administration authorized the emergency use of COVID-19 vaccinations for children as young as six months old last week. And Teton County will be offering clinics for children and their parents looking for their first doses in the coming weeks. Jody Pond is director of the local health department. She says the first shipments of the vaccines arrived Tuesday morning and that she expects a fair amount of demand for doses in this community. Every individual Uh, Family needs to make their own decisions about this. I I do think that um, we do have a number of uh, employees here at the health department who have kids under five and they have been waiting anxiously um, to get their kids vaccinated. Two companies, Pfizer and Moderna, were approved for rollout by the FDA after months of clinical trials, scientific review, and consultations from family health care providers. Clinics are available from 2 to 6 p.m. at the Teton County Health Department starting next week. Information about the effectiveness of the vaccines, how to book appointments, and where to find more literature if you're a parent is available at tetoncountygovernor slash covidvax. The first ever Wyoming Climate Summit will be held Saturday in Lander. The summit is free and open to the public and will feature speakers and panel discussions, an electric vehicle show, and networking. Ariel Green is co-founder of the nonpartisan Lander Climate Action Network, which is hosting the event. He says the summit is needed now because the effects of climate change are already impacting Wyoming communities, including Lander. During the 20th century, we used to get about an average of 17 days a summer where temperatures reached 90 degrees or above. And the past two summers, we've averaged 44 days. 
That's in addition to reduced snowpack, earlier peak runoff in area rivers, and more forest die-offs due to beetle infestations. However, Green says that while Wyoming faces some disadvantages when it comes to tackling climate change, like the state's over-reliance on fossil fuels, there are also abundant opportunities for renewable energy development and other progress. There are a lot of positives uh, in this discussion around the solutions. So we don't want to just talk about risks, but we want to talk about how we can have more livable communities, cleaner air, cleaner water, healthy children, preserving our wild places and great outdoors, energy independence. Just about half of Wyoming voters surveyed in the recent State of the Rockies poll conducted by Colorado College said there's enough evidence of climate change that action should be taken. This has been the Weekly News Roundup from the KHOL News Team, Will Walkie and Kyle Mackey. I'm Emily Cohen for listener-supported KHOL Jackson.